Hey guys, welcome back to Ever Heard Of. I'm Sarah, and today you'll be listening to an interview with Amanda Kerr, who started her own swimsuit business in high school. Isabel and I loved doing this interview, and we both learned a lot from Amanda. Her dedication and work ethic is remarkable, and I really admire what she has done. But don't just take my word for it. Keep listening to find out more. Today, Isabel and I are here with Amanda. Hi, I'm Amanda, and I am a and I own a swimsuit company called AJ Swimsuits. What inspired you to start your business? Well, it's actually a funny story because I I guess I've always been like a fan of swimsuits and being an athlete and being around a lot of athletes my entire life. Um, I had like different muscle tones than a lot of the girls that I saw in bikini ads and just kind of like your average like swimsuit wear. A lot of my friends and I have thick quads because we do a lot of lifting and running and stuff like that. And I was inspired partially to make a sustainable line that um, that I could tailor to my body. I just started making them for myself and I wanted to make myself look good in swimsuits where I could choose the fabric, choose the cut. Because some t- swimsuits that I would get from Target or like the places that other people buy their swimsuits from are, they're not too flattering. And so I wanted that like customization to my body. And then when I started selling the swimsuits, it was actually because last year, well, actually a year ago today, we got a puppy. And um, she, when she was really little, she used to eat everything. And I, left my socks out on the carpet when she was a puppy and she ate them and we had to take her to the vet because she was only like 11 pounds and so my parents like like this is your fault like you have to pay for the vet bills so then I started selling the swimsuits to my friends and then kind of just took off from there um I sold pretty much last summer to my friends and then this summer I started my website that's wow. a really cool story. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's very like convoluted. There's lots of, there's, I got lots of inspiration and motivation. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. That's an amazing starting story. I think like, I really admire how you're just like taking this into your own hands, like making swimsuits that, um, that you would wear and like that other people would probably like, like also so that's amazing yeah I Um, also really oh sorry (laughs) you can go you go ahead you go I I also like really wanted to I was looking I wanted to be a fashion designer and so I was looking for colleges and um kind of like looking into like the fashion industry and I just really did not want to contribute to like such a polluting industry so all my swimsuits are zero waste I reuse all my scraps and since they are custom um I don't really have a lot of scraps because I don't really make them pre-made. So I make them as people order, which is something that was also really important to me when I started. So with like sustainability, which is what you're talking about, how do you implement that into your swimsuits? Um, Like what about it makes it like sustainable compared to the non-sustainable swimsuit companies? Yeah. So obviously it's small batch. A lot of the major swimsuit companies like, any swimsuit you're going to buy from Target, any swimsuit that you're going to buy from like a major retailer is often made in like factories in overseas and they're ex- or imported here. And a lot of those um, factories use harmful pesticides when they um, create the textiles and also the manufacturing 
when they when they start to produce a product, um, they're often really not paying their workers livable wages. They're making tons and tons of waste that just ends up going into the low and middle income communities that are in those countries. And because they, a lot of those countries don't have like standards for waste, um, waste removal. And so it's just very polluting to the earth. And this is actually what I did my senior project on and I just turned it into this. I got all the facts still fresh in my brain, but, and it's just like, there's a lot of human rights and human labor abuses because a lot of the com- uh, the countries aren't held up to the same standards as uh, products that are made in America. So I wanted to kind of avoid that whole mass production thing. So there's that sustainable part of it that everything is like custom made. I'm not exploiting workers in Indonesia. And there's also the part where um, I try to reduce my packaging. Oh, my packaging is compostable. Um, the swimsuits, the fabric, I'm working on transitioning because synthetic fibers actually like are pretty polluting to the earth. They produce microplastics when you wash them. And that's like in any synthetic fiber or synthetic fabric. And so right now I'm just, I don't have enough of a budget to be buying reusable fabrics or not reusable, recycled fabrics, because a lot of them are really expensive. But what I do is I contact retailers that normally will fabric manufacturers or whatever in Portland. There's one in Portland that I get most of my fabric from uh, called Pinecrest. And they have this program where you can email them and go in and go through all of their fabric that they have left over after they use their sales because they normally sell to like brands like Nike and they buy like 40, 50 yards. And I don't need that much. I only need like two or three. So I go in and buy all the fabric that is going to landfills because they don't use it all. So that's kind of where I am. That's where I am now. I hope to hopefully purchase like fabrics that are made out of like reprieve fabric is made out of uh, post-consumer recycled water bottles and stuff like that. That's really impressive. The fact that you've done that many um, like networking to kind of get where you are with making it sustainable. That's um, a really good approach to doing it for sure. Yeah. And the fact that you're like, you're taking the initiative to do that when a lot of companies like they don't show any regard for taking those steps to really make their, their clothing more sustainable and more, I guess, eco-friendly. So that's really amazing too. Um, how do you ensure zero waste on your products? So I, I, I'll send you pictures, but I have, whenever I cut suit, I go through the, like I have the pattern, I cut out the fabric from the pattern, make the suit. And all of the scraps that I have are, um, I wish I had a picture or I make a little tote bag. Um, so I take all the fabric that I have left over after I've cut all the suits and I basically like run it over a hundred times with my rotary cutter and make it into really small pieces of fabric. And then I quilt them in between a layer of cotton and a layer of vinyl. And it just makes basically makes like these giant panels of recycled fabrics. And I can like make them into bags. Um, I'm, I just saw a video. I was very inspired. I saw a video on TikTok where this lady takes all of her scraps and kind of patchworks them together into a, a bikini. And that was really cute. I want to try doing that. But right now I just quilt them in between um, to make like panels for um, bags or tote bags or whatever. 
but also uh, there it's really good for stuffing like for pillows when you cut it up super small you can use it as like pillow stuffing or dog bed stuffing and there's another idea another thing that I'm hopefully going to be utilizing is there's this um, business on TikTok that I found that this lady runs an earring company made out of recycled um, swimwear fabrics. So she like ties them up and makes them into really cute little earrings, dangly earrings. And I reached out to her and hopefully I'll be sending her some of my scraps to make earrings and then be releasing a collection of the earrings and swimsuits. Wow. That's super cool. That is really cool. So you, when you make the swimsuits, all the leftover scraps go towards um, making something else like a bag or, and I had no idea about the pillow stuffing. That's really cool. So you can really yeah. use them for, for a lot of things, not just um, yeah, like sewing them together. Yeah. Cause it's really important. A lot of what, a lot of the waste that is produced in like the textile production chain is from post-consumer waste, everything that's not sold or all the waste that is in America that goes, the textiles that are not used are often shipped out to um, low and middle income countries where they're just because they don't have that waste management system they just end up in rivers and stuff so it's really important that I didn't want any of my waste going to there I didn't want to be causing problems in other countries where my bikinis aren't even sold I definitely wanted to handle from start to finish here so um, did you have any previous experience in the fashion industry or sewing or was this just a something that you started and kind of wanted to experiment with um I wouldn't say I really have any I mean I have like experience I did an internship at Nordstrom's last year where they kind of uh ran us through the production chain that's where I kind of first was my eyes were open to all the waste that's produced in retail and that was really interesting but I have been sewing for a long time my grandma got me my first sewing machine when I was like five and I broke it but I got another one and I've been sewing for a long time. I I used to make my own clothes and masks were a big hit. I made a lot of masks last year. So, and then I just started, figured that I start venturing into other uh, materials because I didn't really work with stretch fabrics, like swimsuits. I mainly worked with like cotton and like woven natural fabrics. So thought I'd challenge myself. Can you walk us through um, your process from the design of this new swimsuit to its production? Yes. So I get my patterns from, I select based on, honestly, most of it is from my Instagram close friends poll. I like post a whole bunch of pictures. I'm like, which fabrics, which colors? I kind of pull and ask my friends, crowdsource. And I'm like, which would you like? Which I know what I like and I know kind of what my brand um, well, before I had my brand, I just made stuff for me. But when I have my brand, I think it, it's working off like natural, neutral tones, a lot of browns and whites. Um, those are my favorite, but they still like pinks and purples and stuff too, for those people that like crazy colors. But yeah, I basically asked my friends and then I will look up where to buy the um, patterns online. I don't make the patterns myself just because size grading is a lot of time and work and I want to be able to offer an extended size range. So I have from sizes to extra small to extra, extra large um, in all of my swimsuits. So there's this one company that I use called Edgewater Avenue that basically provides all the patterns and they're like $5 and I print them out and then I make all my patterns from there. 
and then I cut this cut the fabric to cut the fabric on the patterns and then um, I recently just got a new sewing machine so it makes it a lot easier and I can make the suits a lot faster so then I make the suits and then I package them in uh, compostable mailers recyclable tissue paper I have handwritten little cards that you can just recycle everything I really don't want to have things that are like I don't like extra packaging I think extra packaging is really polluting so I kind of try to keep it as minimal as possible with being a student how do you manage running a business because that's such an impressive thing to be doing like especially at your age and in high school how do you manage it well it was a lot easier last year when I didn't have anything to do during quarantine um it's gotten really hard i I'm trying to manage it well. Right now, I work two jobs on top of this, and I just finished lacrosse season, which was like practice six days a week. So I kind of slowed it down during that time of the year. I think now that I don't have school, it's going to be a lot nicer because I do work seven days a week, but the hours are like I work at night so I can make swimsuits during the day. But I think being a student, I think it's really important to know your limits know how much you can do because I definitely didn't know my limits and I learned really quickly that I can't make 30 suits in two weeks um, so I definitely had to kind of roll it back on how many I could sell and how many that I could just make in a given time which was a good learning experience and I know now like what my quotas need to be and how many I can make a week so I think just like testing yourself and testing what you can do and you definitely just need to know your limits is probably a big thing for me it sounds like you're a one woman a one woman show running this business do you have a team or is it all you doing everything uh it's pretty much me I um looked up a YouTube video on how to make a website I made my website myself um I do all the outreach to the uh, manufacturers myself I make all the swimsuits myself sell package all that myself I did pay my sister the other day like five dollars to help me cut swimsuits because I was in a little bit of a time crunch but yeah it's pretty much all myself wow that's incredibly impressive yeah I did have help though I gotta say a lady at Joann's when I was buying fabric the other day she directed me to a manufacturer that's where I got all my fabrics from. So if it wasn't for her, it'd be a lot more difficult. (laughs) Have you faced any obstacles or setbacks as this um, has developed, as your company has grown? Yeah, I'd say that the most like challenging thing to do is customer service. I've had a couple girls when I first dropped in March my official like website and I had my first official launch, I like amazingly, like I'm very grateful, but one of my videos on TikTok blew up and I got a ton of orders and I didn't really have like an infrastructure in place on how to manage my orders, how many I, how many I could do. So I had a ton of, I probably had like 30 or 40 orders that I, on my website, it says I can do in one to two weeks, but that was based on a, a order basis like incoming orders of like maybe just two or three a week not like upwards of 40 and so I definitely had to 
do some negotiation with some of my customers after it was like three and four weeks had gone by and I was still like super cramped. It was the middle of the cross season. I couldn't really get to all my orders as fast as I wanted to. And so that has probably been the hardest of people like commenting on my TikToks, like I still haven't gotten my swimsuit, which I totally understand. And I should have been more transparent, but stuff like that has probably been the most challenging for me. Um, you're a senior in high school and you're going to college, well, I guess like later this year. What are your plans for the business as, um, as you go? Well, I hope to be doing it all summer. I want to take it to college. I'm going to college in Boston, which is hot in summer and really cold in the winter, just like Oregon. So there's not a huge bikini market there, but I do a lot of my sales like only like 20% of my sales are actually in Oregon. A lot of them are from across the country, even across the world. I've had some go to like Europe and Canada. So I think that I still want to, I'll be in a, actually I'll be living in a hotel my first semester of college. So I don't think they'd be too keen on me um, bringing in my really loud sewing machine and my roommate probably wouldn't be too keen on that. So I'll probably take a break um, at least for the first semester of next year while I'm just trying to get like adjusted to college. Um, I really want to continue doing it. I love doing it. I like having a passion and like every down moment I have, I'm like, Oh, what can I be doing? I, can I be f- buying fabrics? Can I be doing this or doing that? And so I think it'll, I'll really miss it while I do that while I'm taking a break. But so I don't think I'll like completely, you know, like shut it down, but I'll probably make a couple, just definitely not like the rate that I'm doing now. How do you promote and grow your business? So at first I did it through my personal Instagram. Last year I set up like an Instagram shops account through like Facebook manager. And I had people, um, I posted on my Instagram. I just, it was just like one post and but a lot of people saw it and I got a ton of orders from that but then I in March of this year I created my own website which was really cool I mean I had a website earlier but it was really bad and (laughs) it was really complicated to navigate and so I like upgraded my website made it a lot more user-friendly I love photography so I did a couple photo shoots with my friends where I took photos and posted them on my website and I also started an Instagram account for my swimsuits at shop aj swim and honestly like my saving grace though has been tiktok i have a tiktok account with like over 2500 followers and they a lot of my videos have gotten a lot of traction on there so that's where i get a lot of my sales from um i i still run a facebook manager account but something that's a little like controversial in like the small business bikini market is that TikTok and uh, a lot of social media platforms don't really allow small creators to have a lot of the, um, they don't have like the same accessibility to the platform like big brands that like can pay for lawyers and can pay for all the fancy stuff. My stuff gets like demonetized and taken down a lot because it shows like nudity or whatever. But I'm like, it's a bikini, I promise. I have to do a lot of appeals on TikTok. And I'm not allowed to have um, 
like I'm not allowed to post anymore on my Instagram of like full model pictures which I think is something that needs to that those companies need to be like held accountable for because it's very like picky and choosy on like what companies can and what can't so but that's where most of it comes from that's really interesting I had no idea about the Instagram restrictions on like small businesses that must be really difficult yeah I'm I'm in a Facebook group with a lot of other like women that own bikini businesses and it's definitely a point of contention well like Instagram took down my post again but (laughs) what advice do you have for other young people who like feel the urge to start something of their own but they're maybe too afraid to to try um I'd say I'd say go for it obviously they're like me, I definitely learned my strengths and weaknesses through starting something like this. I say wait until you're confident in yourself. I think it's like a lot of people are like, oh, I need to start a business. I need to do this and then this. It looks good on college apps, whatever. And honestly, if you're not passionate about it, it becomes more of a chore than a job. But I think if you're really passionate about something, I think like just go for it because there's nothing that's going to stop you. I like have like two hours a week to do it and I still figured out how to do it, but it definitely, you definitely do need to be in like a mental space to say, I'm passionate about this. I want to do it and kind of don't half-ass it. You got to do the whole thing. Like go big or go home. So where can people find you? I am on Instagram at shopajswim. Uh, my website is ajswimsuits.com. And my TikTok is also shopajswim. So those are my links. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on this episode today. Yeah, Of course. It was super fun. Yeah, it's Never so- been on a podcast before. <laughs> it's so easy to see you're so full of passion and you're incredibly creative and resourceful and I I really admire that about you and what you've created so it's really been a pleasure having you on here so thank you yeah thank you guys you guys are so passionate too I mean this is amazing that you guys have your own podcast you guys are really talented thank you for listening to our episode with Amanda Kerr on her swimsuit business AJ Swim Sarah and I really enjoyed this interview, and if you did too, make sure to like this episode and rate and review this podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at everheardof.pod to get updates on our podcast content.